What's up, everyone? If you were wondering how I've done this podcast, it's based off the Anchor. All you have to do is unload the Anchor app. And even better, guys, it's free. You could also possibly be getting paid to do this. I mean, all you got to do is just download the app. Speak your mind. If you ever dreamed of making a podcast or just anything, let your voice be heard. You can also be known on Spotify, Apple, or anything download. Just go on the Anchor app. What's up, everyone? Thank y'all for joining me with Buzzing with Marlo. I am Warren Marlo. Alright, y'all. Y'all know when this time of the day. You know when it is. It is Friday. I hope everyone's had a good week. I hope everyone is ready for the weekend. We have got some good football coming up. We got some good sports going out. A little bit about myself. If you haven't, if you're not friends with me on Facebook or whatever, today is a sad day. Gotta take Matthew back. Goes back to his mom's, but out of all that, yeah. But I hope everyone is having a good day, good week, and we're going to kick it off like we always do today. I am joy- I am welcoming back the unbiased one, Marcus Jerry. Marcus Jerry, if y'all don't remember, man, we had some very good conversations last time. So you know what? We had to bring it back. And there's going to be many, many more also with me and Marcus Jerry in the future. But man... The topics we're going to talk about today, I'm telling you, is bringing the fire, the fire, when I say that. Because today, we are going to be talking about one true topic that we have been wanting to talk about for the longest time, about LeBron James. Everybody's got that talk. Who is the GOAT, LeBron or Michael Jordan? Well, we are going to break it down for you today. So, and then we also going to just keep it going you know, Marcus Jerry is a diehard Florida State fan. I'm a diehard Hurricane fan, a.k.a. Mr. 6-1. and Hey, it's been a long time since I can say that. But we're going to talk about that. And lastly, we're going to talk about the NFL. And we're going to talk about that uh, Brady disaster that just happened. So when we come back, we will be joined with Marcus Jerry. I'm joined Marcus Jerry. What's up, buddy? What's going on? What's going on? It's working and it's good. All okay. right, but we've been waiting. We've been waiting. Let's do long, it. Long, long wait. Long wait. All right. So, obviously, we have had some great chats in the past. I am so upset still to this day that we could not do the hype up for Miami and Florida State. It was so good with with us, ladies and gentlemen. We went three hours and nothing we could record. <laughs> hey, with the outcome so, of the game, it's gonna be good. With the outcome of the game, it, it probably was meant for the, to be next year. So we'll do it again oh, next year. 
No, the funny thing is, because you remember how we were praising the Jaguars? Now them boys are only one and six. So, yeah. And now the fan base is basically anti-Minshew, which I am still behind Gardner Minshew. I am sorry. He's probably one of the best performers we have had so far. And what do we expect? We depended on a rookie to take care of a team that literally has no leadership right now in reality. And Jacksonville, I believe, should tank the rest of the season because now, I mean, just get the newer guys, get them the performance, get them to have more experience under their feet on the, under the helmets because now this is the year that we should be testing out. You know what? Win, loss, whatever. Let's play. Let's play these guys and see what they can do. Uh, that's what I can do with Jackson. So you tell me about your team. How how do how do you think your team's done so far this year? Well, okay. First off, you know, I'm a I'm a Redskin, which they're not the Redskins anymore. They're the Washington Football Team, but I'm a Washington Football Team fan, and I'm not happy with them so far because I feel like. We got a nice young defense we done put together, and they're playing all right, and we're competing, but we just lacking the quarterback play. We really need a quarterback. And I was really disappointed because I wanted us to get Cam Newton. Right now, I, I, I'll i take Minshew right now over what we got. Uh, I, we, we, dude, I'm telling you right now, if people really believe that Garner Minshew is done playing, quarterback in the NFL, they are sadly mistaken. When Jacksonville lets that trade go and they let him go on, that is going to be the dumbest thing they have done since they got rid of Calais Campbell because I believe they could grow this franchise on him easily. Easily. Yes, there is going to be mistakes. Yes, there is going to be problems, but you have a defense that has nothing to stop anyone. Anyone like I've looked at the research and stuff on this right now. This is the worst defense that the Jacksonville Jaguars have ever had. Now, are they young guys? Yes, but here's my problem with Jacksonville is they have no leadership. When you go and look at the results of what the Ravens are doing right now, they have basically our championship defense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And honestly, dude, Washington is not, I won't say necessarily being as tanking as much as they could. Uh, Like like you said, man, they have a very young defense, and it's not going to get great over one year. Um, no. I, I don't like think they're tanking. There. I don't think they're tanking. I don't think they're tanking because they know they're in a division that's – Hate hate to say it, but somebody got to go to the playoffs. The whole division mm-hmm. is terrible, so they're looking at they can maybe they might win six games and win the division, you know. But no, it's the quarterback. Is. Jacksonville play. could have a chance if they went to this division. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't know if they had a chance because the tight Tennessee Titans are, are are doing their thing right now. So oh, I don't man. know if they had a chance with them Titans. Now the Texans not up there, and the Colts are struggling, but. The Titans are rolling. I'm saying this right now. Jacksonville is probably in one of the hardest divisions when it comes to the AFC. 
Like you have the Titans, you got the Chiefs involved with this. You've got, I mean, obviously the Colts. The Colts. I'm gonna say this: their their defense has really kept them in more games than any. Uh, yeah. Philip, yeah. I really was expecting more, but you also got to realize he has, he hasn't played with most of these guys that he's played with now. But with as far as we're in the season now, you would have thought that relationship would have built up on them. And in reality, the Colts haven't been playing necessarily super. They the only really bad game they played was against Jackson. Yeah, they they haven't been playing, but I mean the uh, to the coast defense, the defense. We know the defense was gonna be good. That's what they was riding off last year. We knew that was gonna be good. Philip Rivers is what we thought he was. He he's old. He's washed up. He don't have yeah. it anymore. He's coming out there. He's throwing four and five interceptions. That's not gonna get it. So. They need a quarterback. So They're in that situation. You think no, it's about time for him to start hanging it up? Yeah, I, I think I think it was time. I think it was been time. That's why the Chargers went ahead and moved on. You know, it was time. It was time for him to go ahead and hang up the cleats, even though he thought he had one more good run. It's time to go in and hang it up, man. Do I'm looking at think- the game right now. I'm looking at the game right now with New Orleans and Tampa. And- Oh, uh, might be time for might be time for Brady to go and hang the cleats on up. Just about to get to that. <laughs> I mean, Philip Rivers, like you said, was thinking he got one good year. I really think now it's time for him to go. And it, hate I hate to say it because Philip Rivers has had a great career. Um, with him going into New England, I meant going into Indy. It was going to be a very hard struggle right off the get go because honestly, that offense is very young. Uh, the backfield, eh? The running backs game, I, I think New, I think Indy has actually had a pretty good running back for a while. This year, yeah. it, it was unpredictable. Like, well, th- this year they kind of got they got banged up. Marlon Mack came in to be the man. He got banged mm-hmm. up early. Uh, you got some young guys behind them that's doing their thing, but you know they they kind of run it back by committee, and they was gonna try to they they I think they 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 was gonna try to do as they did last year was let the defense carry us and the offense just manage the game, put up some points, we run the ball, take us into the playoffs. But they got the Philip Rivers that we are known to see. He he's gonna give you two or three good games. He's gonna give you two or three bad games. He's gonna give you some tough games where it's close, and he's gonna throw interceptions. So, you, you want me to tell you who this guy reminds me of? Who that? Tony Romo. Yeah, but you you about right? You about right? Uh, like, dude, I can tell you numerous times. Like, there was sometimes that you, would, I mean, knowing us that we play fantasy football very well, you would know certain games. Like, and the sad thing is. You would never be able to project the games that Tony Romo would perform really high in to put in your starting lineup for fantasy football, and I yeah. feel like that is the exact example for Philip Rivers. Uh, Philip Rivers has been off and on the whole season. I think maybe minimum, maybe two good games this whole year, like where he could have even been considered a starter on fantasy football. Which is funny how we say that on some things because. In reality, man, I, the one thing I'm saying now, damn you on fantasy football. 
Uh, you started a major <laughs> loss streak for me this week. I mean, I'm going down two losses now. But um, you just hit the nail on the – you hit the hammer on the nail. Talk about what's going on with Tom Brady. I have seen all these posts talking about the Bucks are back, the Bucks are doing this, the Bucks is in there. I really believe the defense has really been saving him this season. Uh, and obviously Tom Brady's just going to do what Brady does. Fight back, do what you got to do. I think this game tonight is really showing a very bad side of Tom Brady. Is showing the very bad, uncoachable uncoach, co- side of Tom Brady. Because now his reads have been very off. I've watched a little bit of the game. I'm not even going to lie. I haven't really been watching much of it. Because I'm sorry, I just don't like Tom Brady. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have nothing against Tom. and he I don't think, he's, I don't think he's uncoachable. <laughs> I think he's – I think tonight – the Saints did what the Saints wanted to do. The Saints came in and showed this is still our division. We're still the top team over here. So, you know, I think Drew Brees wanted to make a stand. Drew Brees really is – I've seen some of the posts and stuff of some of the stuff that they're saying about Brees. Brees is not washed up, man. Brees can still no. play. Brees and, not washed uh, up. Brees don't have the strong arm that he used to, but he has no. so many weapons around him right now that is what He don't need it. He yeah. don't really well, need it. He, he, right, go for oh, a slam five yards, you're in. Don't always he, go for those long darts. He's the Tom Brady that we've seen in the Patriots. We're going to dink and dunk mm-hmm. and take, take it up, and we're going to let the defense play. And that's what he does, and it works. So, hey, I'm not kidding him. And I think Breeze is hungry. Breeze won another Super Bowl. You feel like he yeah. should have had one two or three years ago. You know, you feel oh, like yeah. he'd been cheated out of it, so he won another Super Bowl. I'm happy to see my boy Jameis get some playing time tonight. I was about to I was about to ask you about that one. So how'd you feel about Jameis Winston's performance? And just tell me, man, what was your mindset when you first thought when Jameis Winston was getting drafted to the NFL? Because yes, he was one of the dominating quarterbacks for Florida State. But my biggest problem with him was for the longest time, and we've had this conversation which now it is recorded and we're going to get to hear it, <laughs> no. is about Jameis Winston. I remember one full year of Jameis Winston. He was never a first-half player, ever. Probably one of the worst first-half players I've seen in college football. But in the second half, it's I swear to you, on my life on this, I have never seen a quarterback play phenomenal every second half and where commentators go that is not enough to beat florida state and florida state hasn't even scored a touchdown and they're down by four touchdowns and they go and look at him and go that's not enough um did you feel like Jameis winston was going to show more in the nfl and do you feel like he's actually performed well enough as the nfl quarterback compared to what he was in college um, I don't think he lived up to the hype that he was in the NFL. You know, I thought they thought he was gonna be great, probably playoff bound and you know, turn the bucks around. But at the same time, I don't blame it all on Jameis Winston because no. the Bucks didn't give him a lot of help. You see with Tom Brady, they went to bring in a hundred weapons brought, and they did a they lot of things. A whole squad. Yes. Yes. They did I nothing. Not they, they did nothing when Jameis was there. 
Yes. They're bringing their weapons every week. They did none of this when Jameis was there. Then on top of that, Jameis played for, what, three or four different coaches, two or three different yeah. offensive coordinators. So he never got a chance to get any rhythm under him. He never had a running game. He never had an offensive line. You never gave the man anything to work with but a couple of receivers like Mike Evans, which we see, to me, Mike Evans is not the receiver they think he is. He gets locked down in the big games. Just like tonight, I don't even know if he had a catch tonight against Lattimore. Bro, I, I got to say this. I don't think Tom Brady and him connect well. Um, uh, I, I, I told people from the beginning, I think me and you talked about it. My, I, my, my opinion was, beginning of the season, I didn't think Tom Brady was going to click with Mike Evans because Mike Evans is a jump ball receiver. So I was mm-hmm. like, get a trade package, trade Mike Evans to the Browns for Odell Beckham. I think Odell Beckham would have fit Tom Brady better with the route running in the hands because yeah, he can run every route. That And I that's what I thought. And I think Mike Evans would have fit the Browns better because all Baker Mayfield want to do is scramble out the pocket and throw jump balls. That's what Mike Evans is great at. Yeah. So I think that would have worked. But you know, too late now. You think it was also because Mike Evans didn't want to leave Tampa? Well, I think they, was, they got him on a nice-size contract, so it's going to be hard to trade him. Right. Well, I think they've been trying to draw that franchise mark for a while. In reality, I mean, Mike Evans really has not performed at all this season. Uh, You have a quarterback like Tom Brady. You should be finding a connection with your quarterback because obviously Tom can get the ball to the first. Well, I I didn't think it would about Tom Brady. I mean, but the dude is the guy. I mean, I can't exaggerate it. Like, Tom Brady is Brady. Brady is a reason for the saying, you know, crap, you make crap look good. Uh, New England Patriots, a very okay team. Tom Brady goes there. He makes this okay team into some of the toppest receivers you see in a, in a division. Yeah. Do you hear about them after they leave the Patriots? Probably not. I mean, Armandola and all them guys, I mean, I maybe heard about them a good month or so, but that's it. And that's even crazier sometimes, man. It's just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I I forgot Armandola was still playing. Yeah. I mean, Julian Elderman. Elderman was Tom Brady's main guy. And the only well, reason he, why I he, know about him because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's been hurt. He's been banged up this year, so. That's oh, tough yeah. for him, you know. But I and I think it's more it was it was it was Brady, but it was more of that system too, man. And that's that's oh, what yeah. Brady's showing you. He was a product of the system. Don't get me wrong, he's doing okay in Tampa. Tampa's not terrible, but Tampa's not the Super Bowl team that they thought they was. Do you think they're gonna bounce back from this and make it to the playoffs and go very high and possibly make major history because obviously the Super Bowl is going to be held in Tampa Bay this year? Well, first thing, they're not going to make history. I think they'll bounce back from this, and they're going to get back on the road. They're going to win. I think it's, it's possible they can make the playoffs because they're putting extra teams in the playoffs this year, so they can make the playoffs. And let's not forget, you're in the NFC, and you got to play. You got to go through the best team in the NFL. So will they beat the Kansas City Chiefs? No way. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So nah, and I and I believe that 
it's going to be a rematch against Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers is going to play way better next time. Oh, you think Aaron Rodgers is going to top Brady this time? Yeah, I think they'll rematch in the, in, the, in the playoffs, and I think Aaron Rodgers will top Brady that time. All right, man, let's go ahead and go with it. Who do you think are the eight teams that are going to make the playoffs? Uh, oh, it's kind of tough right now. I think this, I, I like well, of course, the Chiefs, of course, the Ravens. The I think the Titans are going to go real high. Tit- Tit- Titans are going to make the playoffs, they're going to they're win their division, they're going to make the playoffs. Um, the Buffalo Bills are going to make the playoffs. Whoa, sleeper yes. on that one! Yes, the Buffalo Bills are going to make the playoffs. They that's my sleeper team this year. The Buffalo Bills, if they can get a, a pass where they don't have to run into the Chiefs somewhere in there, they uh, might, they might, they might, they they gonna surprise some people. Uh, Buffalo Bills are gonna make the playoffs. Green okay. Bay Packers are gonna make the playoffs. Yeah, I see the Green Bay. Definitely. The Seattle Seahawks are gonna make the playoffs. Oh, no doubt. I honestly, I think Seahawks are gonna probably be in their their conference oh. championship. Um, a sleeper team to watch out for, even though they looked at they they was in a shootout today. They they got to get the defense together. There's on the Cardinals. Yes, I was about to say that when I was shocked. Yes, this yes. team, dude, they have the most weapons I think on an offense. You've got Larry Fitzgerald, and you've got literally one of the most. Ex- Experience receivers in the league right now. Hopkins. Yes. Like, the Texans were absolute idiots for getting rid of him. I still yes. don't know why they did that. Because honestly, no honestly, right now, if you signed a major contract to Deshaun Watson, uh, knowing that he's my quarterback in fantasy, and I'm glad he's finally going over 20 points a game now because – it was pretty horrendous to be starting him sometimes, but it was between him and Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow was just still young and fresh, and the only time you could ever start him was when he played the Jaguars. But literally, you gave away your top weapon. Like, the Texans' defense is actually really freaking good in ways. Now, their offense, it's, it's jumbled up. Like, you cannot predict them anymore. And I used yeah. to say yeah. Texans used to be a major powerhouse team. Uh, when they got rid of Hopkins, I said that's their chance in playoffs. I literally have said it. They will not go to the playoffs without him because well, they think, don't have a major weapon anymore. I think that was a that was a terrible mistake. And get oh, rid of Hopkins, it was, it was terrible. And I and I, I think that I hate that they trying to blame it all on that that head coach. Which I think they should have hired, fired the whole front office because nobody yeah. should have gave them the permission to trade. To get rid of your best player, yes, your best player, and possibly the best wide receiver in the NFL. So, and yes. besides Larry Fitzgerald, yeah, Come then you sign him over there to that team, and Kyler Murray, and, and Kyler Murray is balling this season. Yes, he he, he is balling. he is amazing, and that's that's one reason why I am really mad because I feel like the Redskins I didn't think traded up. They should have traded up and got Kyler Murray over Haskins. Yes. I hated that. 
Yes. I hated that. I hated that. Do you believe Haskins needs to go? I, I don't know if he – I think Haskins need a, to sit behind a veteran that he can learn from or go to a team to sit behind a veteran he need to learn for because he's not ready. He's not NFL ready yet. And, and he don't really have a veteran to sit behind. Alex Smith is I, not the veteran for him to sit behind. I think – I don't know if you agree with me on this. I think a good quarterback for a veteran quarterback would probably be Blake Bortles to fit with the Oz offense. Uh, mm-hmm. Great experience. You don't think so? No. Blake Bortles, I told you back, back when you – like when he was on the Jags, Blake Bortles yeah, was you, fool's you've gold. Never been, you've never been a Blake Bortles fan. I remember. Blake Bortles was fool's gold. That Blake Bortles was a product of a team, a great running you, game with Fournette, and a defense. He reminds me of a Brunel player, though. But he reminds me of a Mark Brunel guy. Like, he, if he was on, he was on. If he was off, he was majorly off in ways. So, kind of like. <laughs> Philip Rivers, so I guess no, that's not a great pick. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> to me, Philip Rivers. I mean, Philip Rivers had. I think he had a great career, but I don't know. I don't think he was a great quarterback. I just think he had a great career because you never, you never, you never, you never seen the Super Bowl. None of that. You had it. Yeah, you had a great group of guys. You had a great team. You had a great career. But I yeah. mean, those are some ways to make a quarterback look good if you just have a good group of guys. In reality, I think that's what Tom Brady believed on for the first three or four years that he was with the Patriots. Now, we were all wondering, can Tom Brady do without Belichick? So, we didn't finish what we were picking on playoffs, but do you believe that Tampa Bay can do it without Belichick? That that Brady can do it without Belichick. Can he? Uh, can he make it? Can he win the big one without Belichick? Not with Tampa, he won't. You gotta. You're running into. You gotta run into the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the team to beat right now. No. Now, but you still think you still think the Chiefs are gonna be the top dogs going in there? Yeah, the Chiefs the top dogs. You, they, they. I'm, I'm, I'm one. Of, I'm the old school type. You gotta beat. You gotta I beat the champion to, to beat the champion. That you don't expect them to lose. To. No, I, I mean really it, it's it's possible that they can. They gotta go to a powerhouse team to lose, but it's gonna be tough. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. All right, so you had Green Bay, you had Arizona, you had the Bills, which the I was kind of shocked on. I the I didn't Bills. expect you to say the Bills. Buffalo I didn't is that one. But well, they're gonna they're, win that division. They're getting there. This year. They're gonna win that division. These boys are. Who's gonna win the division? The they're gonna going. win that division. They're gonna win that division. Yeah, it's, I, it's the Bills, New England, the Dolphins, and uh, who else they got over there? I don't even know the other team in the division, but they're gonna win the division. <laughs> they're the best team. So division champion, they're gonna go to the playoffs. I think it'll be between them and the Patriots. No, I think the Patriots Steelers too. are in their division as well. No, too. no, the Steelers, the Steelers, it's the Steelers, the Ravens, the Browns, and the Bengals. Okay, yeah, 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 that's right. They, the Steelers, the Steelers, I think they're in the toughest division in the NFL right now because you got the yeah. Browns that's playing good, the Steelers are undefeated, the Ravens is playing tough, and the Bengals, they now they're terrible, but 
they're 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 young. You can tell they're young. They're working. They're they're, yes. they're improving. And Joe, Joe Burrow, Burrow was a great fit to them. Yes, was a good fit. He's giving me that that Garcia vibe. Uh, when the Bengals obviously had some major weapons, but now I love their offense. Joe Burrow is working very well with that offense, and uh, their defense is still questionable. But I mean, like like we said, they're a young team, so yeah, it's a young just team. a matter of time what they're going to get. I think by year three, they're going to be some major contenders if they if they make some moves. That's, oh, that's yeah. the one thing I mean, I'm I like. Mean, you got to pick some players around Burrow, make some moves, and because I believe when they do, when he does get to the point where he's going to start contending, and AJ AJ Green's going to be out. He's going to either be out of Cincinnati or he's not going to be in the NFL anymore because he's getting older and he stays hurt. So you need another top receiver. Joe Mixon is a good running back. And like you said, you got to work on that defense because that defense is terrible, especially that secondary. That's one thing I realized. I think teams – we give Jacksonville a lot of crap, but they do go out there and really try to put some money out on their defense. I feel like some teams need to do that sometimes. Uh, like, literally, there's certain teams right now that you don't really would think, yeah, they're okay, whatever. But if they had a couple of – no more than three guys running a defense, that defense would have looked a lot different. And you know me. You know me. And what I'm, I'm a say, defensive I'm, guy. I yeah, love defense. But uh, the Jaguars with that, you know me. I, I ain't gonna say I hate the Jaguars. I don't like the Jaguars because I don't like the decisions they make. When you mm-hmm. came off the year, you should have went to the Super Bowl. You lost to the Patriots. You had they the should have came back defense. with a reckoning. Yes, you had the top defense in the NFL, and I know you know the whole world knew what was the reason you lost the Super Bowl because you didn't have the quarterback. So you should have went and spent some money. And got a QB, made a trade, something. No, you stuck with Blake Borders one more year, and he he tur- he tanked your team. And then once he did that, you got rid of everybody. Terrible. Ramsey's gone. Talvin Smith's gone. Um, AJ Boye's gone. Calais Campbell's gone. You got rid of everything Ew. you had. So that's why. And now you're revamping and starting over. How you can't start over every five years and. Off one good yeah. year, like come on. Especially if you're a franchise that's never won. Yes, you've never won. You've never they, been to the big dance. All they had like, to do came close every time. What they had, that's all they had to do. Stick with everything you had, and get a quarterback. Think right now. Think right now. Think of you right now. If you the Jaguars and you had that same team. That same defense and the same team you had with Leonard Fournette. I guarantee you they would at least win. And you had and you had Teddy Bridgewater right now. It's your quarterback. Where would you oh, be? I, I like that. I like you that. Know what I'm saying? I like you that you would be in a great spot. Look what the 49ers did with Jimmy Garoppolo. I Jimmy Garoppolo Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor would probably fit that offense very well as well. Ty, Tyrod, another one. You you're not lying. Great look at quarterback. He would have been okay for it. He would have been better than Bortles. Yeah. But I think the biggest problem with Jacksonville is 
they rely on a rookie to take them every time. And the times that we bid on a quarterback, they tank completely. Uh, I think the only really good one for a long time, if he could just stay healthy more, was Leftwich. And Leftwich, he gave you games where there was no quarterback that could touch him in ways. Like, and then obviously you had a great backup with David Garrard. And then obviously when Leftwich, we finally got rid of Leftwich. After two years back-to-back going into the playoffs, after David Garrard carried the Jaguars for three games straight after Leftwich was hurt, we put Leftwich back in in the, in the playoffs, and we always lost to either Indy or the damn Patriots in the freaking playoff. And it was just like, obviously we got something wrong here. So they go get rid of Leftwich, put David Garrard as the starting quarterback, and then all of a sudden the curse of David Garrard happened, and then we never saw him again, sadly. Uh, and then it's just like, I I think, and this is coming from a diehard Jaguar fan, is the quarterback position is poisonous in Jackson. There's no I don't, I don't, good... I don't think it's I don't think it's poisonous. I think you kind of in the we same have no situation. Offense. We yes, have but... no offense. What I call the offense is called quicksand. If you're saying Ike. In three seconds, and you're not even getting three seconds, and you already got somebody running at you. Your offensive line is yes. not doing its yes. job. See, that's what I'm thinking, though. I'm like, what I think, and I think you got the same situation as my Redskins. You, you, you haven't had the luck at quarterback. You look at our situation where we trade, we gave away everything to get RG three, and don't get me wrong, he started off looking like he was the right decision and a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. But injuries took him out. Injuries hurt him. Why? Because you you still didn't put money at, at, on, onto the offensive line. So injuries took you out. Then that hurt us. Bad, to, you know, made it look bad. So then we came back with Kirk Cousins, and he wasn't consistent. He wasn't what he thought he was mm-hmm. with no offensive line. Then you go get Alex Smith. No offensive line, and he's old. We we just haven't made the right quarterback decision. Then we use a first round pick, go pick Dwayne Haskins, and had big hopes for him, but don't think he's developed all the way. And at the same time, we still don't have an offensive line to protect him. Mm-hmm. So and, and 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 I just love how we can compare these two damn teams. Like we're a diehard, you're a diehard Washington fan, and I'm a diehard Jaguar fan. If you see this problem every single time, why in the blue hell are we not looking at doing anything to change the offensive line? Like, you have the pieces. Why are we not doing something to prevent our quarterbacks basically getting annihilated every game? I've, I've seen the post numerous times. We were praising Gardner Minshew after last season. I have seen posts saying if we had Minshew when we were in that AFC championship game, we would have won the Super Bowl. And I know you have seen a couple of posts from people saying this stuff. Now this season, Gardner Minshew is not our guy. Now this season, Gardner Minshew is not what we need on this team. And I'm sitting there going, there's yeses and nos to that situation. 
Gardner Minshew has only been in the league for a year and a half. There is no way this guy is going to be miraculously perfect in two seasons. And here's the major key. You need an offensive line to save your quarterback. Like, literally, if you think about it, Gardner Minshew has the three eyes in quarterback. He has the vision. He has the distance. And guess what? He could even scramble if you need him to. That is something that you look for in a quarterback, in my opinion. But I think does that, it uh, always work? Not always. I think I'm going to tell you what I think a big deal is, and people don't realize. See, we old school, so we used to send a quarterback coming in, sitting behind a guy, getting some experience, then getting mm-hmm. on the field. You know, your Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. But these oh, yeah. guys these days, you got to think, they're seeing Pat Mahomes. They're seeing Lamar Jackson. They're seeing Kyler Murray. They're seeing even uh when Carson Wentz first hit the lead, he was lighting it yeah, up. Right. You're seeing Jared Goff, young kid, come in the lead. He take the team to the Super Bowl. Well, I don't think he took him to the Super Bowl, but he did enough to he get to good, the, you know get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, with a group, yeah. group of guys in the great and with, with the best running back in the NFL at the time when he had him at Todd Gurley. So yeah, so so they seen this. So these guys, they don't have the patience no more. It's like we need a guy that can come in and win and win now, and yeah. that's what that's what the league looking for. And it's, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's some quarterbacks coming in the league that's showing you they can they they looking great. Look at look at the guy in San Diego right now. He's looking. He, right he's now, not though, winning, but he's looking great. This year's draft is a major quarterback draft. Now you think so? You think so this year? I think so. Like, dude, who, if you think about who, it, who's all in there? But my biggest thing, I hope and pray he doesn't go to the draft. I'm being selfish because right now he's making the hurricane absolutely highly contenders going into a, at least a top 10 team. Uh, Derek King, this dude played the absolute best game I have ever seen any quarterback play in Miami in a long-ass time. Do I want Derrick King to go into the draft this year? No. <laughs> do I believe he's going to do good in the NFL? He needs more experience. And I think Trevor Lawrence right now is probably the most fundamental, and the guy, he can't play another year in, in the college league. I really believe right now if Trevor Lawrence goes, if he stays one more year, which – it will suck for everyone in college football because you know who's going to win the thing. Obviously, yeah. I'm being a little mean and harsh. Gosh, help me on this podcast. When I saw they announced that Trevor Lawrence was tested positive for COVID, I said, why couldn't he have gotten that two weeks ago? <laughs> when he plays all, huh? Oh, my gosh. You know how much of a difference that game would have been. Like, literally, nah, it would probably have been – it wouldn't have been too much of a difference. I'm gonna tell you really, and I'm not being a hurricane hater. I'm not being a There's hurricane a hater. Week curse. We play yes. crap. But, we play but, crappy but, on five weeks. King is a great athlete and a pretty decent quarterback. I'm gonna tell you what King is. King is a Dwayne Haskins of college football. Yes. He looks good. He's a great athlete. He makes plays, but at the same time, he does this against terrible teams. When you played against the greatest team in college football right now or one of the best teams in Clemson, 
King disappeared. You didn't even know King was on the field. Now, the second half, he came back now. Second it was a half. blowout. It was a blowout. It's going to – I tell everybody this, and I told people – I told you this back when Blake Bortles was – when he used to put up numbers and everybody used to say, oh, he's a great quarterback. He threw for 500 yards. Is you're nah. gonna throw. You're gonna look good when you when you lose them by thirty or forty points. Teams are conservative now. They're playing. We're just gonna stay back. Don't let nothing get behind us and and give you everything in front. So yeah, you're gonna look good. We're playing conservative when the game is on the line and when you got a chance to win it or take control of it. That's when I want to see you play great. Uh, unless you, unless you like you said earlier, unless you Jameis Winston. I don't care what you do in the second half. If it's a blowout. That's the only guy you it's a blowout. Jameis is right there. He bringing the team back. It made me sick every time seeing that jump. So I don't really think King mind. can take it there because I look at it like if King runs up against the Alabama, against them teams right there, it's going to be the same way. You're not going to beat these guys. We're running around all game on the field. You know, he gotta, you got to do it with your arm and, and light it up. Right, We've seen it plenty of times. Let's change the subject a little bit. Do you believe Miami has earned to be in the top ten? Do I believe Miami? No, they haven't beat anybody. Is deserving to be in the top ten right now. You haven't beat anybody. Who have you beat to be in the top ten? Oh gosh. You. I, I mean, I'm just. I'm just. Who you have? Florida hey, State. I really was expecting. And it sucks, but I mean, for our bye week curse, we have been 0 and 4 for bye week. And this has even been before the Manny Diaz era. And literally, I was ecstatic how they came back after that adversity coming against NC State. Is NC State a contender or anything? No, but. No. They came out there and balled on Miami. But but that's the, that's the thing with saying that's why people are saying Miami shouldn't be in the top ten because you shouldn't even been in a game with NC State if no. you're as good as you say you is. You see what I'm saying? And I understand it's college. Sometimes games do that. But you, like I said, Miami only they hey, only blow out. You saw Texas A and M come out of nowhere and just beat Florida. And I mean they were beating on Florida but for a while. Texas A and M beat everybody other than Alabama. They've been running through. They only got one loss. And I was talking to a friend earlier. Uh, Texas A M is sliding under the radar. Zimbo Fisher is a great coach. He's smart. They're sliding under the radar. The only the only losses against Alabama. They beat a great Florida team that just a good Florida team that just beat Georgia. So Florida's going to move up. It's going to make Texas A&M look better. They're going to slide in under Alabama. Alabama's going to go to the SEC championship, beat, beat, maybe beat Florida, whoever they play. And Texas A&M going to slide right into the playoff right there with Alabama with a one loss, a one loss Texas A&M. Yep. And it's going to be Who do you think is going to be the contenders for the ACC? Uh, Obviously, where Notre Dame just upset it. Notre, Notre Dame and Clemson. And Notre Dame, Clemson going to play Notre Dame again. Trevor Lawrence is going to play, and they're going to blow Notre Dame out. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I I was iffy at first. I actually thought Boston College was going to have a chance against Clemson, and they almost did. Uh, Boston College almost came back and beat them. Uh, I think y'all got a chance, though. Y'all got to play Clemson, right? I mean, Notre Dame, right? Oh, yeah. I think so. So, so you got to think about it. You if you think about a couple more teams, like I really believe, I believe that Notre Dame's probably not going to beat North Carolina. 
I don't believe North, I don't believe Notre Dame's gonna probably beat the next team they have. Now they got this hype going in playing Clemson, but did they really beat Clemson? That is gonna be the major talk because guess what? You didn't play Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, you didn't, you didn't play beat, the guy that is you, beating everyone. Everybody. You didn't beat Trevor Lawrence's Clemson, but you still beat Clemson. Which, and I, I tell people, that's respect. You still gonna get the credit, yes, because Clemson, even without Trevor Lawrence, is still the same defense on the there. field. That yeah, defense so, is there. That running and, back is there. And it was a it was a dog fight, and Notre Dame had a Clemson had a chance to take the lead. I mean, win that game, and they couldn't get off the field. They couldn't stay on the field. Three and out gave Notre Dame a chance. Notre Dame went back and scored. I, Notre Dame will beat – they're going to beat North Carolina because North Carolina is not where they want to be. That was my sleeper team in the ACC, but they're not where they want to be yet. I'm telling you right you now, see how they look year, I think Sam Howell is going to be taking that team pretty high. I really, really believe know. Sam Howell is really going to put that team in somewhere. They're going to get – they got to they get a couple of more pieces, but Sam Howell is the real deal. He's the real deal. That is so, the quarterback for them, yeah. easily. Yes, and I'm hated it because he should have been at Florida State. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And oh yeah, he did. My, he was supposed to have been there. Well, hell, Trask was supposed to have been somewhere else too, but nobody really thought this guy was going to be something. And the craziest thing is, Derrick King was the starter in high school, the the school that him and Kyle Trask played in. But now Kyle Trask is the top quarterback in the eight, in the SEC. Do you believe the hype right now for Florida? Do you believe now that Florida beat Georgia? They are there. They are ready to play Alabama, and do you think they're going to give them a game? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm saying no. And this is not because I absolutely despise Florida. That defense, you could put a middle school team on it, and they could score on them. Like, that defense is horrendous. That's one thing I said. Now, don't get me wrong. Florida has one of the most high-power offenses in college. Their their offense is up there right now. It makes with, me. With, it hurts me to say that, but yes, I agree. With with the best tight end slash wide receiver in college, Kyle Pitts is NFL ready right now. He's Travis Kelsey. He's George Kittle. Yep. He's that guy in college, and you can't guard him. He's gonna be one Unless of those guys that's gonna really go high. He's gonna go. He's gonna go top ten, maybe top five. And if we can get a quarterback, I love to see the Redskins go pick him up. But at the same time, <laughs> they won't beat Alabama because their defense are is horrendous. And even if me and you, if you watch the Florida Georgia game, I watched the whole game because my best friend is a Georgia fan. I watched it with my sister; she's a Florida fan. Watch it at her house. Georgia probably missed four or five deep bombs for a touchdown, wide open behind the defense, and the quarterback just couldn't get the ball to him. Either he underthrew the man or overthrew him. You he connect on those passes and Georgia possibly probably win the game. Yeah. So yeah, and so you're not gonna beat that. You're not gonna do that. And you're not gonna get every that on Florida this fan. You're not gonna every, do that again, Nick Saban. What I told every Florida fan coming out, Nick Saban is not scared of that coach because that coach was never be able to beat Nick Saban ever, and he mm-hmm. knows that guy can't beat him. Do you think it bugs Dan Mullen to this day about it? Yeah, I mean, it, it bugs Des Mullen, it bugs Kirby Smart, it bugs Jimbo Fisher, it bugs all of them. Because, hey, you you want to beat you want that your teacher, you want to beat that guy. That is a yes, trophy for this. Yes, you want to beat him. And it's, I'm gonna tell you why it's really bugging you. 
because you're looking across the way and you're looking at Clemson and Dabo Sweeney and like, Dabo is beating this guy's behind. What am I doing wrong? Yep. You know All right, so who do you think is going to be the two top contenders in the playoffs? Uh, do you believe that this season to this right now is the way they should keep continuing? I love it. Do I believe? I feel like they should put one or two games outside of the conference, but I love the fact that every team is getting to play their conference this season. No, I, I hate it. I, I hate, hate it. it. Yeah, we don't. We ain't got the Florida Florida State game, even though Florida beat, played a hundred points on us. We don't got the Florida Florida State game. It's not. You know, there's certain games out there. That outside you know of that, would, but outside of that, do you believe that this is actually nah, pretty good? Because I, I love to see, I love to see the out of conference games. I love to see, you I know, Miami you plays on Nebraska. But I'm saying I love is, to but see that. you see, you see the guys that are in the top of their division, and now, right now in the ACC, obviously it's Clemson, Notre Dame, and I'm gonna go ahead and put Miami under there, and probably North Carolina. Um. Do you agree with that, or do you think somebody else? Somebody ACC right mm-hmm. now is 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 Clemson Notre Dame. Well, right now, hold on, let me go back. If you if you're gonna kind of right now, they're it's gonna say Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. Yeah. They're gonna yeah. say Notre Dame, Clemson, Miami. I'm not gonna look y'all right there. You're right there, and I think I, like you said, if Clemson wasn't there, you had a chance. And we, I want to see what y'all look like against Notre Dame. It's gonna be tough. But yeah, that's gonna be I, I, want, I, I, I really, like, I'm gonna be really happy when Notre Dame actually joins the ACC. When they, yeah. when they 100 joins, I'll be happy to see that. Um, I think that they should expand the playoff. I want to see the college yeah. playoff get expanded. I want to see some I, of those craziness. Teams, I don't know if you saw my last episode with Thomas Aaron. I want them to do a month like they do the March Madness. I'm telling you, it'll bring so much revenue to this game. You're giving everyone a shot. You're giving UCF a shot. You're giving Pacific East a shot. And, dude, you could do a bracket like how we do March Madness and go, hey, if you have a perfect bracket or if you at least have eight teams right on this thing, then you can win money or something. Like, you see so many opportunities to this. I believe – I don't know if they're going to do that. And they could actually continue the bowl games with this. So, obviously, hey, you won the Chick-fil-A Bowl. Now you're advancing to something higher. You're bringing more revenue. You're bringing more strategic because, obviously, me yeah. coming from a wrestling background, you hear their stats before they go into the ring. So, obviously, I was a former alternative champion. That was always going to be mentioned when I come out. It shows that I have accolades. It shows a big marquee prize. Like, this is something I'm going in there basically defending Uh I feel like that would do so much wonders in college football. And I believe it would it would break the what if moment. I feel like one I, year I, they I could just uh, do that. I don't think it would be the easy projected teams that are always, always going into the playoffs. It I would be a very I don't agree. I don't agree with the whole month because they'll never do that. You know what I mean? Oh, I but, know they will never but, do it. But, but uh, I really believe they should at least – Go to the NFL, you know what I'm saying, style playoff. To give yeah. to give the UCFs, to give the BYUs, to give these little schools a chance because, like you say, just like March Madness, you never know who's going to be that Cinderella and come in exactly. and, 
and knock off that big big dog, and you'd be like, oh my god, I never expected this. It you wouldn't know? be easy projected like how we're doing. Like I really despise some of the stuff that committee does. In reality, am I biased because of a Miami fan? Yes, they do anything to make sure Miami's not going to be in any of the top five. They do so much to make sure that is not going to happen. I mean, obviously, there are some personal issues from obviously when Miami and Florida State toppled everybody in the past. But yeah, like uh, in, in reality, to I me. feel like that is a reason on some things. And and the biggest thing about UCF, these guys won two years back to back, and you're still telling them they didn't do anything during. Um, but we always put Ohio State in there. Who is really Ohio State beat to? Per- to perform so well to get into the playoffs. And yeah. then when they go into the playoffs and they get their ass handed to them. Yeah. Like but, in reality, but, like you know, when they did get that chance, they went up against Alabama with Zeke them and they they beat them and they won a they won a exactly. championship. So I mean that's why but I say I think you that get was a the chance. only really powerhouse team that I mean Ohio State really has had in the past. Because yeah, yeah. it's like Michigan, all these teams that they slowly could probably come up and, and really wipe the and just sweep the rug under some of these teams' feet. Is it's crazy to believe on some of these things. I feel like if you have a win record, you should have a chance in the playoffs. Because when we have when we go by from the little league stats and everything, do you think they were just going to put everyone in the playoffs? Not every time. They were putting the guys that have winning records in there. They're not putting everyone as just, oh, they're in this top conference. Let's put them in. It's basically a favoritism type thing. Now, yeah. your top four is easily projected every freaking, every freaking year. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State's probably going to be back in it somehow. And I'm going to go with Notre Dame. It's probably going to be this year. Yeah. Maybe That's what it's looking like. That's what it's looking like. But, I mean, I, I really believe they should go with the NFL type style, give these smaller teams a chance, and, you know, go from there. Especially with this thing going on right now, you should at least throw it out there and see how it goes. Because this season, and I had this conversation with Thomas, was does it really matter? Because this year is basically – not necessarily a senior year for every senior that is playing this season. Now, no, they can actually, have the choice to go into the NFL, but they still have another year to play if they yeah, want to. Yeah, it's actually a free year for these guys. So, yeah. So, but, do you um, think that they should change it up just for this one season just because there's a lot of what ifs right now? I think, there's the, think, I think this was the year. The I, think, I think this was the year to try it. You know what I mean? If you was going to yeah. try it any year, this was the night. This was an easy year to try it and see if it could have worked, you know. So because with anyone's going to turn into a TV to watch football, it doesn't yeah. matter if there's fans or no fans. And we're going to watch football. You we was ready for football, so exactly. Yeah, this is the year to try it. All right, man. So let's change the subject. Now we are going to be on the topic that we have been wanting to talk about for a while. Congratulations to the L.A. Lakers. They have finally won this, the championship. Me and you have had this conversation before. LeBron finally won the big one with L.A. Does LeBron 
earn his respect now? Does he has he earned enough to be called the guy? Has he earned enough to be? Has he earned his is respect? He, is, is or do you I, believe? I, because I, honestly, all the years we have had, oh, LeBron's played crappy in playoffs, or if LeBron outperforms everybody, oh, it's just LeBron carrying the team. But when Anthony Davis and all these big powerhouse guys go in there and they play their game, oh, LeBron's riding their coattail. Do you believe that he's earned the respect? This I, I believe he don't. I mean, I always gave response. I always gave LeBron the respect to saying he's the greatest player in his era and he's a great player. So I'm going to give him that. Now, has he earned the respect that he wants to say that he's better than Jordan? Never. No. <laughs> he's not the greatest of all time. You're not better than Kobe. Not better than no, you're not that. So, but you 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 got to respect. You are a great player. You are a great player. You are one of the great. You are the greatest in your generation. Yes, I give you that all day. You get that. I think you. When he lost the respect for people, was just switching teams like that. Why do you believe that was such a sour moment? Because. When you go into the league, your biggest aspect should be to win an NBA championship. Yes, you so, go into the league to win a championship, right? But is this like I tell a guy? Is this like you saying when even when you wrestle, right? Uh-huh. If y'all was doing a tag team match, or y'all was gonna have three or four people on the team together, you don't want to be with the three best. I don't want to be with the three best. I want to be against y'all to say I beat y'all. You want to beat the best to say you the best. Yeah. You know, just like we just talking about college football. You think I want to go join Alabama or join Clemson? No, I want to be the team to knock them off the throne. Uh You know, so with LeBron, you, you lost a lot of respect because you went and joined some of the top players in the league to win a championship. So do you kind of think he did it kind of like the KD way? Do you feel like he actually hold on. won the championship actually, to the to Actually, the he did it uh, – he can't say he did it the KD way. KD did it the LeBron way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's how you got – So KD you did it LeBron, LeBron is the very first one to basically get what we saw on a former podcast saying a bus ride to the championship. Um, I don't know he got a bus ride. He still had some competition. He still had to play. He still had to win the game. I think but, the biggest thing about that one is, dude, is they lost the first year. So, yeah. and in reality, the beginning of the season for that big three, I was excited for it because, all right, my honest opinion about that is, was I happy that he went to Miami? Yes. Was I happy the way he did it? No. You basically told your team they suck without saying it, and you put it on broadcast television. You waited such a long time. I think their segment went for 30 minutes, almost to an hour, for him to wait to decide what he was going to do. And when it was decided, you were just like, whoa. Things just shook up the NBA. Now – you just used my terminology from wrestling. When we use stuff like that, that's a build up to a match. That is a build up to a great story 
that we want fans to be invested in. And and let's be real, man, around that time in the NBA, you had all the top talents in the division. Like this this these group of guys are probably the most athletic guys that have ever been in the league. When with LeBron's accolades and all these guys like Carmelo, you have Dwayne Wade, you had Chris Bosch. Chris Bosch has been in the league for quite some time. Uh, you had Steve Nash still around the time. You had Dirk Nowinski at the time. You had these guys that could ball, basically just ball out. And they were still the old school defensive standpoint, a certain in that time as well. And it's just like it shook things up in the NBA. It kind of made a stale vision to like, oh my gosh, I can't wait till this season. And I felt like LeBron actually put a major target on him, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosch's back that beginning of the season because, dude, those first couple amount of games, I mean, the first 15 games, they got mocked. Like, ow. <laughs> yeah. Like, you were looking at him going like, Pat Riley, what did you just do? You put all these guys on the team, that's not good. That's not going to work. But then you see other teams do it after LeBron and these guys went in there. Let's go to a great example, L.A. Uh, L.A. went and got Dwight Howard. And with Kobe alongside, with Andrew Bynum, and he had a good group of guys, they tanked completely. Well, and you Dwight, tanked with Kobe Bryant. Dwight Howard was and, not – Dwight Howard was no, not what they the thought guy. he was going to be, and he wasn't the guy, you know. And so – that was uh you know then wasn't gonna work um with that being said too i mean like i said i didn't like the way lebron did it you know i'm i'm the old school guy build your team build what's around you go beat the top teams who was beating everybody who was knocking you stopping you from getting where you wanted to be what the world wanted to see at the time was the Cavaliers versus the Lakers, you know, that's what they thought they was going to see. Mm-hmm. That's what they were trying to build up, and they couldn't get there. And they had a couple of chances, and they couldn't get there. And, um, you know, for LeBron, you should have um, just built. I mean, now, if you would have – if you would have got Dwayne Wade to join you in Cleveland, you would have got more respect. But no, you went and got Dwayne Wade. You went and got Chris Boss, top guys, and, and put them on the team. And hey, we all want to be here. You know what I'm saying on this mm-hmm. team. And Ray then, Allen, yeah, and, and squad. With that being said, still, you still didn't dominate like you thought you was gonna dominate. Mm-hmm. When you was not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Yeah, okay. You still didn't dominate like you wanted to dominate. You you lost to the Mavericks. The Spurs knocked you out. Should have knocked they you off twice. Knocked. They dang near almost got swept by the Mavericks. Yes. Spurs should have knocked you off twice. So, okay. You know, so, nah, like I say, I don't respect it. Now, do you believe after he went back to Cleveland? No, because my you still. Opinion, my honest opinion on that is, and I'm going to be very factual on this. When LeBron finally went to the NFL, in the NBA Finals the first year, I meant his first time as the Cavalier, I did not believe LeBron and them were going to go far because it's Cleveland. Do I ever believe 
even if he never went to Miami. And if he would have stayed in Cleveland all these years, do I believe he has still won a championship? My opinion, no. Honestly, I don't think with the group of guys, they always relied on him. And in reality, the Heat did it that very first year, and that and it bit them in the behind. And obviously, the second year they won, the third year they won, the fourth year, I think they lost, but I think they did win one more. And then obviously he went back to Cleveland, and he started trying to do the same thing that he did in Miami. It backfired and bit him on the butt. And I thought the greatest pickup was at the time was Kevin Love because Kevin Love was a baller in the Timberwolves. And he went over there. I went from loving K-Love to almost going, why are you still here, K-Love? Because it was like – it was not consistent with him. It was not consistent the way he – I saw him as a Timberwolf player – going into as a Cavalier. And uh, Augustus, he was getting really old, and he was missing very easy shots. They went and got uh, – what's that? What's that center's name? The guy that they took for a good – I can't remember his name. I forgot who they took, but the uh, – I, I really, like – I believe if he would have stayed in Cleveland, he would have and, and you would have got Dwayne Wade to join you in Cleveland. You would have made the playoffs. You would have got there. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. at, at the time, the East wasn't this that strong. This is when D-Wade was still healthy. This is yeah, when this D-Wade was, was, was still flash. This was flash. This was flash. So, yes, they was – they the East wasn't that strong. The East wasn't that strong. LeBron was running through the East. He was starting to run through the East when he was at Cleveland. He just ran into – a tough, hungry Orlando Magic team with uh-huh. a young, a young dominant oh, Dwight Howard at the time. You know what I mean? So, yes. I still but, say this to this day. I know I'm saying changing the subject. If the Magic would have stayed another year, I believe they would have won the NBA Finals. Uh, thanks. Nah, they would. They would have kept all that group get, of guys. They weren't gonna get past them Lakers. Them Lakers was tough, man. LeBron. That's why LeBron. I was just glad they got one win. Yeah, them Lakers. Well, I was glad they got Kobe's win, but we'll go back to talking about LeBron. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off on that. But at the same time, too, he was gonna run through the the East regardless. The East started getting weak, and there was nobody over there to compete with. Mm You know what I mean? So okay, you was gonna run through the East. You was gonna do what you wanted to do in the East. You just had to build Cleveland up. You would have got more respect. You build Cleveland. Um, when you went back, when he went back to Cleveland, yeah, I knew he was gonna go to the playoffs and run through the easy. When they got Kevin Love, which was a double double king, you had Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving was a monster. That's why Kyrie Irving got all that money. He was a monster. They knew what he was. They knew what he was about. Um, you just ran into a tough, you know, Golden State. Golden State had built the team. That's why Golden State got all the. They built the they team. They got the franchise. They yes. built a they franchise. They built a franchise wow. over there. So you ran into a tough Golden State, only Golden State team that, that changed the NBA to three-point shooting NBA. So it was mm-hmm. always going to be tough. Yeah, they actually did change the dialogue from defense to basically a three-point shooting NBA because it wasn't really about dunks with Golden State. It was about three-pointers and 
these boys were shooting all over that court. And uh, it was it was LeBron's kryptonite for, the, for about two years straight. Now, I will say this. LeBron did earn my respect when he finally did beat Golden State in the championship. Because everyone kept saying LeBron was not going to be able to do it with Cleveland. And he did it. Now, do I still put him in the talk with Michael Jordan? No. Uh, do I put him in the talk of being one of the top ten top basketball players of all time? Yes. Uh, my reason on that is, man, LeBron, you coming in there so young. He's still very young in ways. Like, LeBron came in there in high school. And as many seasons he's had, how many how many injuries has really LeBron which has really had this season? I had every season. Like if he major, was gone, major, he never had a major injury. Exactly, a never major injury, and that's one thing I'll respect on him on that is because the dude gives you everything he can, and he gives me some of the Michael vibes because obviously when you watch the ESPN Thirty for Thirty now with the the Michael Jordan. In, uh, documentary when Mike was basically the very first guy to ever start playing coach and player at the same time where he got Dennis Rodman, where he got Scottie Pippen, these top phenomenal guys that could really build a franchise with him on. And it's, and then when you watch that and you're like, Oh my gosh, like Michael did the same thing. We're punishing LeBron. For. But no one what really he, what knew he, that. What did he, what did he do? What what did he do that we we're punishing LeBron for? I mean, you gotta think like, didn't he kind of do the same thing as like LeBron? Obviously, recruiting. No, because you gotta think, Michael Michael draft they drafted Pippen, they drafted B.J. Armstrong, they they Horace Grant. They, he didn't. He didn't go pit no team together. These was teams they drafted. The only person they brought in was Dennis Rodman, and Dennis Rodman was brought in because Dennis Rodman was a hothead, and nobody thought mm-hmm. that they can use him or nobody play with him. him. Yes. So they brought Dennis Rodman in. I still in. say to this day he's probably the T.O. of the NBA. He's the actually T.O. probably was the Dennis Rodman of the NFL because he was there before, you know. <laughs> So <laughs> I yeah. love that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but you know, Dennis and Dennis was great. Don't get me wrong; he was a great, he was a great player. He was a great player, and they and they knew where he was because they played against him against um against the you know the bad boy Pistons. So yeah, he was a great player, but he's LeBron didn't do none of that. LeBron didn't go get a player like that. He what he did was. He went and joined a group of guys. That would have been like Jordan leaving and joining the Celtics. No, you know what I mean? Or uh, joining Magic. Like, no. Jordan stayed. See, I, love Jordan. How, I love how you're saying this because this is really the reason why us old school guys will always say that LeBron is not better than Jordan. He he took his lumps, he took his bruises, he took his bumps. He took his beatings. People don't realize he took his beatings, and what he did, I'm I'm gonna build my team. And now, when it's my turn, I'm gonna dominate. 
And that's what he did. Now, do you believe if, if LeBron could take the L.A. Lakers back to the championship this this upcoming season? Me, personally, I believe that um, I believe that Brooklyn's going to be tough. It's going to be a whole oh, different oh, scenario wow. now because you're not oh, in the wow. bubble. You, you, you're not in the bubble. You're not dealing with the bubble stuff. You know, it's going to be a Dude, tough league. I got I to gotta say this, though. Brooklyn, I am so excited to see what's going to happen because they got Steve Nash, Amari Stoudemire, and not, Mike D'Antoni. Not, not, not Amari Stoudemire. Oh, you talking about coaching? 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 Yeah. Yeah, coaching. yeah, 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 yeah. That's going to be crazy. You have That's three be crazy. major veterans that are uh, basically all three parts of basketball. If you get that knowledge into Kyrie or into these young up and comer guys, dude, watch yeah. out. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be hell. They're gonna be. I'm, I'm excited to see them too, see what they can do. And I'm excited to see kind of like the whole NBA because I mean, looking at the rumors right now, it's like it's gonna be a lot of major moves in the NBA. If oh, yeah. if the Miami Heat gets Giannis, that's gonna that's be it. crazy. That's it. That's gonna be gotta crazy. Keep, they gotta keep. They gotta keep all the guys they got. Yeah, and, you know. So, I'm I'm excited to see what's gonna happen too with that. And what do you? Uh, I know we're changing the subject a little bit. What do you believe on Chris? Uh, Chris Paul. Obviously, I've seen some of the guys. Some teams are obviously interested in him. And I saw one that was in particular that definitely caught my eyes was the Knicks. I believe he should not sign with them. I think he's gonna repeat this again. I don't think he should sign with them. I want to see Chris Paul win one. I believe this man has been in the league. He has put his time in the game. He has put so much work in the game. And this guy, he could still play. He could still ball. He could still play in the game. He's not obviously the top-tier guy that he was back then. But the guy can still go. And, man... If you put him on a, a team that really could fundamental with it, and I feel like the only team that he really, really was able to go pretty good with was obviously the Clippers. When they had that group of guys for the Clippers, I still believe this to this day, that was probably his only chances of ever probably making it to the NBA championship. Yeah, that Clipper team was, was dominant. And, um, I mean, I really – I think he's Maybe gonna go to. The, I think he's. Time. I think he's gonna go to a major contender, and I can see him going to the Lakers, or or or. I can or, see him going to Philly. I no, you know what? I can see him where he wanted to go to. They were saying in the, in the beginning of the season, and I can, I can see him going to Miami. I can oh see really? Him. You going to Miami and teaming up with Jimmy Butler and Giannis if they get Giannis, or even that young squad, add one more person. Hey. Especially hey. a veteran to the game like that. Like yes. You, you're going to really improve all your guys. Yes. With his knowledge and his, his – he's a coach on the floor. Yeah, I can see it. And I think it's going right. to be a crazy – I think this year is going to be crazy when they, they go to making these moves and trades and free agent signings. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a crazy year. So, I'm, I'm looking all forward right, to that. Go ahead and tell me who do you think is going to be a major sleeper team that people should – Kind of put their eye on a little bit. In the NBA? Yes. 
Um, first, I got to say, um, you can't count out. Uh, you got to count Golden State back in. I got to say that. Yes, now? I think when Golden State's healthy, they're back in the role. People are going to count them out, but they're back in the role. Miami's showing you they're 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 real now. Um, I think the Clippers are gonna bounce back. People people count the Clippers out. I think the Clippers are gonna bounce back off this year. They just had a bad year. First season. Um who I like to see do something. Um uh I, I really don't know, man. I, I, I wanna see I wanna see Portland add some more over there with Dame Lillard. Yeah, I, I actually was gonna say that was gonna be my sleeper team. I really think Portland's gonna shake shake some heads in a little bit this season. I want to see him add some more with Dame, man, and see what Dame Lillard can do. So that'll be a a good one. And I would also say the Pelicans. Pelicans are still. Oh yeah, that's a nice young team, man. New Orleans gonna they're gonna have hey, a nice young team. Nice that, young. How squad. they played in that bubble, dude? Wow. Like they they were showing a little bit of uh some uh games going hey man don't count us out obviously they still got Lonzo Ball they still got a couple of guys out there that can still go with it and I'm not just saying this because I'm a JJ Reddick fan but I would love to see this man finally make it again to get that championship I believe the guy could still play uh JJ is a great shooter in ways so I believe he's ever expect a Went to the level the way he did with Duke University? No, uh, absolutely not at all. Um, but you also got to think he came in the league right off the get go and got hurt. Was supposed to play with Team USA, but I'm excited to see what that young team's gonna have. Obviously, he's still gonna have Mister Zion himself back in the role. Yeah, I think he's gonna have a major big game this season. Oh yeah, if he's healthy, yeah. don't count that man out in playoffs. Man, I think they're gonna be highly contenders in playoffs. I I I don't know. I don't know where they're gonna that get. That might be my there. sleeper team. Yeah, they're gonna be them good. Them are the man. bugs. They're gonna be good. Them are the bugs. I, the I mean, guys, well, I won't. I can't count the bugs in. I see what they're gonna do if they let Giannis get away. Nah, they're yeah. not gonna be nothing. But if they can keep Giannis and add some pieces over there, they're, they're always going to be scary. Uh, why would they want to get rid of it? I don't think they want to get – I don't think they – it ain't that they want to get rid of him. They don't want to get rid of him. It's, I think he wants they, to he, Yeah, because you're not doing that. He don't want to be on a team that's not adding and getting better. You see that you don't have enough pieces to get you where you want to be, so you need to add, and they got to add. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he it's not that he want to leave. You just got to pitch some things around me. You know what I'm saying? And the whole league is on the the it's, it's what LeBron started. Hey, we're not gonna stick with no team no more and be loyal. I I got to get somewhere that's gonna add some players. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Uh, I I think that's one reason why the NBA is kind of not getting the most respect is because obviously we're building so many super teams and also most of the time it's not falling in everyone's favor the only really super team that really was a custom and really balled out is Golden State yeah 
Golden State come in there, and I mean, for three years back to back, Golden State was absolutely every team's kryptonite. It don't matter if you were a one-game hit wonder that year. Golden State was not going to be that game that you put that put that win on. And now, this season, I feel like Golden State's going to get back out and put and put the gloves back on and start swinging and start showing why. Hey, they were, why they were one of the top teams, the baddest team going on for three years straight. And obviously, last season. You, you really didn't hear much of them. It's sad on some things, but, I mean, I remember sometimes I was watching it just to sit there and go, this is not fair to any team playing this team. Like, you had Clay Thomas. You had Stephen Curry. You had Andre Iguodala come off the bench and basically put up 16 to 20 points a game as well. You had the absolute most numb – just nonstop three-point shooters I could ever imagine on one squad. Even Green was actually really stepping his self up. And I think he's going to have probably a big season again this year. And yeah. it's, it's going to be a pretty exciting season to see about the NFL. I mean, for the, the NBA. NBA. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great season to watch in um like I say, that's why I think Golden State got a lot to prove to show they're they're still there, so they're gonna come back and bounce back. Um, and they, you know, they showed they can do it without Kevin Durant. I wasn't happy when Kevin Durant went to them, so they showing they yeah. can do it. They don't need Kevin Durant, you know, they don't need Kevin Durant. And um, so I'm happy to see that. Um, I think it's gonna be a great, great, great NBA season coming back, and if. LeBron doesn't repeat and gets knocked off or get knocked out of the, you know, it might. I I, I wonder will that hurt his legacy? Some that's what that's my question. Do you, you know, really think it could affect his legacy if he didn't? To some make folks, it, it really might. big this season. To some folks, why do you believe might? that? Because they, you kind of got a championship right now. They got an asterisk by. They're saying you got a championship because of the bubble. Okay. So, so you really believe the bubble is a major advantage to the Lakers? Yeah. Take, let me take you away from your family for 90 days and pitch you in a bubble to play basketball. I think I don't think your mind's going to be the same either. It's going to be I, tough to play. See, my positive thing on the bubble, it really showed why they love to play the game of basketball. Because in reality, this season, well, obviously when they did the bubble – like you see some documentaries you watch if you watch the Ball Family or whatever, Lonzo took a major hit on it when he was away from his family for the time that they were in the bubble. This really showed why these guys are very appreciative of the game. Obviously, yes, they're getting a fat paycheck and they're getting paid to do this, put a ball through the hoop, whatever way you want to use this terminology. But it was kind of used like how guys – that go in the military where you go to give your loved one a kiss and obviously you go on a tour for over a year or something like that. But luckily the NBA only had to basically what, maybe three or four months at the most. Yeah. So obviously it showed no distraction for these, for these teams. And I really, I, I actually earned a lot of respect from this, for these group of guys that came out this year. 
and I even had this conversation with you before, I really thought guys that you never really heard of were really going to step up because now there's no pressure. Now there's you're just going in there, you're playing the team that you're against, you see a couple of referees, and you see commentators, and that's all you're going to see. Obviously, you're going to see fans going through TV screens. Is that really going to be as, as much pressure than when, uh, seeing 30,000 fans, 40,000 fans, or something like that? No. I believe that was more of an advantage to anyone playing in that bubble. Um, I believe that See, I'm a totally opposite. I think the bubble was hard. I don't think it was easy. I think I think it was really hard. You see Paul George, like he said, he was he was going through mental problems. He had to get some you know, people help. It's it's different. And you seeing his game change. You we all, you know, play sports. It's a lot of players that not can't play until them big lights come on. Oh yeah. You know, until you turn those lights on. And 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 then the game changes. Now I can I can perform because it's I got fifty sixty thousand people watching me. Uh-huh. But when you got me in this little screen, it's the coaches out here. It's a screen out here. There's no fans. It feel like practice. I can't even play. I don't feel a hundred percent going hard, you know. Uh-huh. And then um, I think you know being away from your family and stuff is that's very hard. That's another hard thing to do, you know. And it's and, and another thing is like um I think I I mean I, I, I respect these guys for doing it and, and leaving their family and going out here. You know, I know that's a that's a tough thing to do, you know. Especially in the times we're in with the COVID and stuff, you know, you, you're gonna leave do your you family like to go play a sport. Do you feel uh, like it was needed and it was well deserved to get basketball back to us to where it wasn't like rerun? Yeah, I think I think the I think all the sports was because as we know, sports can change a lot of things, mindset, calm a lot of things down. So yeah, I think a lot of sports was needed and it changed a lot. So that's big. Sports can get you for that that hour, two hours, three hours, you watching football, basketball, or whatever, it can just take you away from everything. You know what I mean? You rooting for your team and stuff. So yeah, I think that's always needed. And that was big. You know what I'm saying? That's that's big for the world. All right. So I want to end it off on this. Do you believe the messages that sports gave, obviously going through COVID, and obviously they're still going to continue probably after COVID, due to the election and stuff like that, do you feel like that was a major positive feeling? Or obviously it was something that obviously is going to hurt fans or is going to hurt people, it's going to hurt your fan base in ways you feel like it was something that basically it should have just been like, yeah, you can say what you want, but show something different on the court. Do you feel like the positive, do you think the message that they gave, obviously through this season, because it's been a very emotional roller coaster for anyone in reality, do you feel like it helped, basically help people discover who they really are? Or do you feel like it was just something that should not have been fully been? What you mean with, like, the Black Lives Matter messages and all that? Stuff like that. But I'm just saying, like, anything in general. Do you feel like all the stuff that people – all the athletes in general went on TV and obviously they've had, like, special messages, obviously stuff on their jerseys, 
stuff on their cleats, stuff on their helmets, some names that they feel like they're representing. Obviously, we had Derrick Henry on with a full-on tu- uh, full suit with names written down in black and white. Do you feel like these messages needed to be shown, or do you feel like there were some things that they could have went, went about it a different way? No, I think I think they did it great. I think it need to be shown. I think it need to be shown more. I think that people's eyes need to be open because there's a lot of people out here that's blind to the facts that it's really stuff going on in this world. Bigger than sports, bigger than, you know, what we got going on. And I think the pandemic slowed the world down enough that they see it. And I think these sports make it a bigger platform. So I praise these players for doing that and using their platform for something bigger than sports and using it in a bigger way. So you can't, you can't ignore it. You got to see it. You got to open your eyes to it because it's there. So, no, nah, I think they did it right, especially the NBA. I think the NBA did it real big. I condone the NFL for getting in. I think it need to get bigger. I think they need more stuff. So, yes, it, it's to me, it was well needed. And it, you need to keep going, keep growing and keep getting more. So no, nah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not mad at it. This is the uh, world we're living in today, right now. So I agree, and and even with the election going on right now, and obviously it's possibly done at the moment, even with all this controversy, I just believe people need to be a good human. And me and you've had this conversation before. Yes, people can be frustrated. Yes, people can be upset. Yes, people feel betrayed in ways too. But just show that you're a good human being. That's all I ask. I Do I raise my kids for hate? No. I raise my kids to re- treat everyone the way they're treated. Treat everyone the respective way that people need to be treated. And regardless of which way this election goes, regardless who is elected, I'm going to go get up out of bed every morning, put on my shoes, lace up, put my clothes on, and go work, and work for my family, work for my kids, work for futures for my family, and I just wish everyone would do the same. Is it going to be every choice that anyone wants? No, but show respect to everyone. Equally is a major big word. People find it as racism, people find it as wrong, right, wrong, whatever you want. Find out, can you step in someone else's shoes and live their life? Can you literally go, oh, I could have done this differently in this situation? No, because you've never been in someone else's shoes. Now, I've experienced some of this stuff before, and it's really scary. Like, it's really scary to be involved in it to where you see the other visual. You see how things go and you see how people have been treated and it makes you downright sick. And I praise all the athletes that have done something for this message. Now, going into this, I just wish everyone would just treat everyone equally. And that's how we're going to end it off. Marcus, I appreciate you doing this with me today, bro. And it was a blast. Always now in an hour and 28 minutes. We are a lot (laughs) shorter than the last recording we had. But best believe 
we gonna have some more talk. Uh, Any, anytime. I'm down anytime. I wanna let I wanna let all the Buzzing Marlowe fans know. This is gonna be my collab partner. He has also made a podcast called My Biased Opinion. Obviously, it's been a while for him to up and go with it. Obviously, just from technical difficulties and just just life, people. Just life. So me and Marcus are probably definitely going to start doing some more projects together in the future. And if y'all like it, let us know. Let us know what info y'all want us to do. Let us know what topics y'all want us to talk about. Me and Marcus have been planning to talk about this LeBron James topic since he won the championship. So it was also fun to do that. Marcus, I hope you have a good rest of your night, even though it's very late. But, bro, it was a blast. It's a blast. We will definitely do some more. Um, I got uh my podcast, My Unbiased Opinion. Should be airing soon. I'm working on it, getting it going. It should be me. It's probably going to be me and my, uh, one of my friends, George Allen, probably is going to be doing it. And of course, I'm gonna get Marlo to come on and do some features. We're gonna keep it going, man. This is it's always a blast sitting out talking to him over any subject. And I want y'all to tune in, but stay tuned because I'm gonna be on here plenty more times. And I love oh, no doing doubt. this with you, bro. And I and I I really agree with you on the everybody should be equal. Everybody, you know, we can make this world a way better place. You know what I'm saying? With with a lot of love and peace, man. And, you know, everybody treat each other the same and you know what I'm saying? So we gotta do our part and everybody do their part and we can we can change this thing. Yep. I not for us, man. not for us, but for our kids. Oh yes. And that's one thing that everybody just needs to open their eyes and realize. This is for the future. Yeah. Obviously we're here now, but we're trying to build for our kids. We're trying to build for the future of this world. And we want to leave it in a good place the way we've been wrestling. And obviously, sometimes we need to hit a reset button. I feel like this is the moment that we got. So, Marcus, I appreciate you doing this with me today. Uh, try to get some rest. And you probably beat me again in fantasy, so enjoy. <laughs> hey, I Kamara just picked me over the top again this week. Oh, God. <laughs> So you're probably here. taking the lead in it now. So, all right, man. I, I'm definitely done with this today. We had a blast, and we're gonna have a lot more to go. So. We- to being the new member of the Rasp Rebellion, I want everyone to go to the website repsports r e p p sports dot com and get 15% off on your first purchase if you do the promo code AP2420 and you have to type in the capital letters of AP2420 and like I said you get 15% off I know with the hard times in quarantine honestly supplements are going to be the best way to go they've got BCAs they have the energy drinks they have pre-workouts whey proteins and stuff I would love everyone to go to Rep Sports dot com to get and use the promo code AP2420 which is capital letters AP2420 to get 15% off on your first purchase. Thank y'all. Alright, I know people go to gyms day in and day out trying to find a way to get in shape. 
They are also told by personal trainers to lose weight as they be on the treadmill. You do that for so much and they don't get the results. If you are the person that I am describing, go check out Vector Fit. I mean, is check out Thomas Hatton. He is a trained personal trainer. He is a nutritionist. He writes down your workout plans. He gets you the result that you are needing. And even better, guys, I know we have that hard word that's the word dieting. And let me tell you, he brings a whole different level to that word. It is not just you not eat cake, you don't eat anything. No, he brings out what you really need for your body. He puts a training program specifically for your body. So check out Vector Fit at Facebook at Vector Fit. You can also check him out on Instagram at Vector Fit. Um, and also if you need to, if you're not really fond of social media, you can also call him at 904-548-8479. That is 904-548-8479. That is Vector Fit in Yulee, Florida area. Thomas Hatton, y'all. So if y'all want to change your body, hit him up. Alright, time to get the go-home cue. First and foremost, I would like to thank Marcus Jerry for coming on here once again. And man, woo! What a conversation we had today. Uh, I want everybody just to let us know what y'all think about that. When you listen to this episode, I want y'all to give us some value points. Do y'all agree with us or disagree with us about when we talk about the talk with LeBron James and, um, and even Tom Brady? And even crazier, guys, how (laughs) I'm a Jaguar fan and Marcus is a Washington fan and how much comparisons those two teams have. It's kind of crazy as well. But I hope everyone enjoyed that episode. I had a blast talking to Marcus Jared like I always do. (laughs) And man, yeah, that's all I can go. So we're going to finish it off like everyone, like we always do. Uh, I know with this election crap going on right now, hopefully it'll be almost over. I, all this please vote, please vote, all that stuff, and uh, hopefully it's almost done. But let's end it off like we always do and hope everyone, everyone has a great weekend. And I always got to finish it off. Go Canes. But let's finish it off like everybody does. I hope everyone washes his hands. Stay safe, stay clean, do what you gotta do, protect what you got, and I will be back when I have more bzzz down the road. Woo-hoo. Later.